A lot of people ask me, Father, um, what do you think is the biggest issue that we deal with today in the Catholic Church? And I, I hear that question often. And if you were to ask me today, right now, what is the single most important problem in the Catholic Church today? I would answer without any type of hesitation that the biggest, most single problem that we deal with in the Catholic Church today is the loss of faith amongst Catholics when it comes to Jesus' real presence in the Holy Eucharist. Oftentimes we can look outside of the church and say, the problem's out there. Brothers and sisters, the problem's in here. The problem's amongst people here in this congregation who have lost what the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist is. That's the biggest problem. And facts prove this. This isn't just my own opinion. The Catholics that come to Mass have been studied and have been asked questions and have been asked questions about this specific topic. What, how many people believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist, in the Holy Eucharist, in that gold box? He's truly there, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Where so many people think, no, it's just a symbol of Jesus. How a ring is a symbol of someone's love for their spouse. We think, well, that's just a symbol of Jesus. And the statistics show that. That when people were polled, Catholics, after leaving Mass... How many of you believe that Jesus is truly present in the most holy Eucharist? Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Many people did not believe. Actually, what percentage do you guys think of Catholics do not believe Jesus is truly present in the holy Eucharist and they think it's only a symbol? Throw some numbers out there. What do you think? 60% higher. 70 to 75% of Catholics who come to Mass every Sunday don't believe that Jesus is really there in the Most Holy Eucharist, that He's really present with us in the Most Holy Eucharist. So that's like saying that whole row from beginning to end, this whole row, this whole row, all of you guys don't believe in the true presence. Good job, those sitting over there. You guys believe in the true presence of Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. That's a problem. If we think we're just receiving bread... Bread doesn't change you. But if we actually believe with our whole hearts that Jesus is truly present, His body, blood, soul, and divinity, it's going to change me. And if I change, the world will change. And that's why we look at the world and say, man, this world is, huh, it's going downhill. Nothing good is out there. Well, it needs to start here. And because we are human, we're humans, and it's hard for us to understand. It looks like bread, it tastes like bread, it smells like bread. Everything about it says bread. And because we're humans and we have a hard time believing this, God provides us sometimes miracles. He provides us clear proof to help us in our faith that Jesus is truly present in the Most Holy Eucharist. One of these amazing miracles happened recently, about 25 years ago. So not very recent, but sometimes we hear about there was a Eucharistic miracle that happened about 25 years ago in 1996. So not that long ago if we think about it. And it went like this. There was a priest in that church in Argentina by the name of Father Alejandro. He was saying Mass one day at his church, St. Mary's Catholic, Catholic Church in Argentina. And after he was done celebrating Mass, some lady came back from the back after she was walking out and she saw a little piece of bread on the floor, which was the Holy Eucharist. And she came to the priest and she said, Father, I found this sacred host. I found the Eucharist on the, in the back of the church as I was leaving. So the practice, and we even do it today, is that when the host hits the floor for some reason, either the priest will consume it or will put it in water. 
Because eventually it will dissolve after days, a few days it will dissolve. So he did that practice. He took the Eucharist, put it in some water, and then he just left it for a few days. So the priest picked up the Eucharist, placed it in some water, and that, in hopes that it would dissolve so that way he can get rid of it in the proper way. Eight days later, he opened the tabernacle, which is where we place it when it falls. He went and opened the tabernacle eight days later, and the priest noticed that the host didn't dissolve in the water, but in fact, the Eucharist had peace blots of blood on it. Eight days later, he notified his bishop, and the bishop gave orders to wait a few more days. Eighteen days later, he went into back into the tabernacle, and not only did it not dissolve, but it had even more bloody spots on it. How does blood still remain on a host in water? For three years, three years, the host remained in the tabernacle, and the entire situation was kept a secret for those three years. The Eucharist never suffered any physical uh, decomposition, and the bishop decided after three years to have the host scientifically analyzed. Four years later, they hired a, there was a doctor, Dr. Ricardo Castantone. He's a neuropsychophysiologist, was given permission to take a little piece of the bloody fragments for testing, and they brought it to New York for analysis. Since he didn't want to prejudice the study, Dr. Caston Stone personally didn't inform his partner in the analysis, Dr. Zugaba, of where the sample came from. He didn't want to tell him. Although Dr. Caston was Catholic, Dr. Zugaba was an atheist. So determined, Dr. Zugaba, who was an atheist, determined after the analysis, after analyzing the substance, that it was real flesh and real blood containing human DNA in this little piece that was being analyzed. Dr. Zugaba said this, this flesh is part of the muscle of the heart found in the wall of the left ventricle. It is the muscle which gives the heart its beat and the body its life. I can see through the tissues. White blood cells, I can see through the tissues. White blood cells, and that tells me two things. That this heart was alive at the time that this sample was taken because white blood cells die outside of a living organism. Also, these white blood cells also show me that this is a heart of someone who has been severely beaten in the chest area. This man has an AB positive blood type, which are characteristics of a man born and alive in the Middle East today. The scientist was then informed that the sample that he had done research on was a small piece of a consecrated white host, unleavened bread, and was in water for almost four years. Dr. Zubga, the atheist, said, how and why a consecrated host could change its character and would become human flesh and blood will remain a mystery to me, to science, to, for all of eternity. A mystery beyond human competence and comprehension. Dr. Zubga then converted to Catholicism because of this phenomenon. And brothers and sisters, till this day, that little piece is available in Argentina if you visit that place in the, in the church. And this is called the Eucharistic Miracle of Buenos Aires. If you actually YouTube it, you'll see it. This is the phenomenon that we deal with today. And you may be thinking, Father, what does the Eucharist have to do with today's gospel? What are we talking about today? And brothers and sisters, today we hear how Jesus miraculously feeds 4,000 people with seven, piece, seven loaves of bread and one fish. 
Why did Jesus do this? It's because he's preparing the people. Tens of thousands of people who were there that day who ate. He did this miracle of the multiplication of the loaves because he's preparing them for a bigger miracle. Where in John chapter 6, he's going to say, I am the bread. This bread which I multiplied here in front of you later on in the gospel is going to say, I'm the bread of life. And whoever doesn't eat my blood and drink, whoever doesn't eat my body and drink my blood has no life in them. He's talking about the Holy Eucharist. And also, he wants his disciples to see that at the Last Supper, that he too is going to change bread into his body and the wine into his blood. So Jesus is doing a bigger miracle than the one he's doing today that we heard about. And so this is the phenomenon that we're dealing with. And this is what it has to do with the Eucharist. So today's a reminder just to say, where are we with the Eucharist? Do I truly believe that it's Jesus, His body, His blood, His soul, His divinity? Or do I just believe it's some type of symbol? Because brothers and sisters, symbols do not change us. They will not change us. The living, beating, holy Eucharist, Jesus, will change us. We will be the change that we seek from the world once it goes from our heads that it looks like bread, tastes like bread, but starts going to our hearts. Sometimes we know a lot logically in our Catholic faith, but do we know it here in our hearts? And so today is just a day to start asking ourselves some questions. What are some signs of someone who sees the Eucharist as a symbol and not truly Jesus, his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity? What are some signs? One sign, someone who sees the Eucharist as a symbol, says, and not really Jesus, says something like, I don't get anything out of Mass, so I don't go. I find Mass boring sometimes, Father. If we've ever said that, fine, Mass may be boring. But the same way I may go to the emergency room and wait there for hours because I need healing for my body, I need to be spiritually healed with the Most Holy Eucharist. And Mass may be boring. The sermon may be boring. The priest may be boring. It doesn't matter. I'm not coming here for that. I need my food for the soul which will get me to heaven. So if you've ever thought, I don't get much out of Mass, ask yourself, why? We have to ask ourselves, why? The God of the universe at every single Mass comes down from heaven to this altar, from this altar into our hearts. And 80% of Catholics miss Mass on Sunday. I'm too busy. I'm tired. If I truly believe Jesus is truly present in the most holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, I will be here. Hell or high waters, I will come to Mass, unless it's an emergency. Because I need to be fed. The same way food nourishes the body, the Eucharist, which is the food for our soul, is what we need. A car with no gas is not going anywhere. And we come here to be refueled. Someone who sees the Eucharist as just a symbol says things like, I may not be, I'm not afraid of COVID or anything, Father, but I prefer to watch Mass online than in person. I'm still hearing that. Well, the same way I may be starving physically and I'm watching the cooking channel, it doesn't satisfy my appetite of hunger. The same exact way by watching Mass online, brothers and sisters. And you're all here, so you may be thinking, well, I'm here, so why is he saying this? Because I may be tempted next week to say, I'll just watch it online. It doesn't satisfy our spiritual hunger. 
we are spiritually starving. We need Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. So don't fool yourselves. I'll just watch it online. It's not the same. Again, just watching on TV, food doesn't take away my hunger. So it doesn't, it's not the same exact thing. Someone who sees the Eucharist as just a symbol rather than Jesus thinks all Christian churches are the same, so it doesn't matter which church I go to. Brothers and sisters, this is a lie from the pits of hell. Nobody, no other Christian denomination besides the Catholic Church has the Eucharist available to them. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. If you think you can go to the church down the street, the Baptist church, the Presbyterian church, the non-denominational church, because I like their music and I like their pastor and I like this and I like that, you are falling for a lie. No other denomination besides the Catholic church, through the priest, has the power to give us his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity. Chaldeans who have left the Catholic Church, they have fallen for the lie. Chaldeans who say, I'm not Catholic anymore, are not being fed to the capacity that Jesus Christ wants to feed them. Brothers and sisters, we all have relatives who are not Catholic anymore. We have relatives trying to preach to us, to leave the church. You worship Mary, you do this, you do that. We never leave. This is our home. Jesus is present here, not just spiritually, because he's in the Protestant church spiritually. He's here physically. The same Jesus that roamed the streets 2,000 years ago, and the sick brought their, the people who had sick people and their families to his feet like we are in the gospel. We're all here, and we're going to stand in front of the living, breathing Jesus. The Protestant church doesn't have that. I'm not judging them, but I'm talking from a place because the devil wants us to leave. And they're leaving, the Chaldeans in in, in van loads, they're leaving. And they have fallen for the trick because they don't know the true presence of Jesus. They never did. They just saw it as a symbol. And finally, someone who sees the Eucharist as a symbol rather than Jesus has has no problem receiving Jesus in the most holy Eucharist even though they have mortal sin on their soul. That's one of the clearest indications to me. If you receive Holy Communion and you believe, Jesus, I believe that's you. That's your body. That's your blood. That's your soul. That's your divinity. But I have serious sin on my soul. I question your understanding of what the Eucharist really is. I think you think it's a symbol. I used to think it's a symbol. Because I used to say, well, I need the Eucharist and I really believe it's him, but I'm just not going to confess my sins. You say amen when the priest says the body of Christ and he hands it in front of you. You say amen. That means you believe this is truly Jesus when we say amen. But Jesus, when it comes to going to confession and and getting rid of my mortal sins, I I don't believe that sacrament. But I believe this sacrament the priest is going to hold in front of me. So now we pick and choose what sacraments we believe. God, you're right about this sacrament. I believe. Amen. It's your body, your blood, your soul, your divinity. That sacrament there in confession, that, that, no, 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 thank you. Do we believe? That's why we're not noticing sometimes, we're not noticing big differences in our, in our lives. When I receive the Eucharist in mortal sin, it's like taking it in my hand and throwing it in the dumpster over there in the corner. No, Father, God forbid. But do we not do that? I have serious sin on my soul. I have mortal sin on my soul I have not confessed in years. And we say, I believe. Do we believe? 
I'm not judging anybody. You know the state of your soul. I don't. That's between you and God. But oftentimes, St. Paul says, right, he says in the scriptures, he says, St. Paul says, to make sure we receive the Eucharist worthily, because it's truly him, so that we don't bring judgment on ourselves. When we receive the Eucharist unworthily with mortal sin, the murder of Jesus is on, is on our hands. And you may be thinking, well, Father, didn't Jesus come for the sick and weak sinners, and I'm a weak and sick sinner, so shouldn't I be able to receive the Eucharist even if I have mortal sin? And brothers and sisters, the answer is someone in mortal sin is dead spiritually and the Eucharist is medicine for the sick. It's not medicine for the dead. Confession is medicine for the dead, not the Eucharist. Confession is what brings my soul back to life. So the Eucharist can work properly in a soul which is working and alive for Christ. And we think that we're entitled to this Eucharist. Back in the day, they wouldn't receive. They thought they were unholy, and we never received the Eucharist. Today, everybody receives. Everybody receives. And we think we're entitled to have the right to receive the Eucharist when we want it, on our own terms, not to be inconvenienced. But brothers and sisters, the Eucharist is not a right. It's the most precious gift that Jesus has given us. So Jesus multiplied the loaves, seven loaves and one fish to feed over 4,000 people to prepare them for an even bigger miracle, his body and blood in the most holy Eucharist at the Last Supper. Those who believe that the Eucharist is just a symbol, easily miss Mass on Sunday, don't come to Mass because they don't think they get anything out of Mass, they're bored at Mass, and they will even receive the Eucharist in mortal sin. Many of us will come forward today to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist. What will the Lord find in our soul? A soul which claims to love Jesus, but is filled with unconfessed sins and doesn't make the Mass the most important thing of their week. Therefore, therefore leaving sadder and weaker and falling into sin even quicker. Or will Jesus find a soul which claims to love Jesus and proves it by never missing Mass on Sunday, making it the most important part of their week, because they know I have no strength without the Eucharist, without Jesus, goes to confession frequently for serious sins, and knows that all of their strength comes from you, Jesus Christ, in the most holy Eucharist. Brothers and sisters, what will Jesus find in your soul when you come forward to receive in the most holy Eucharist today? See here for a minute and make a decision. Because as always, the decision is ours. The living, breathing, Jesus Christ waits for us, for you and your heart and your soul. Amen.